Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Devin Toner, good morning. Thanks for having me. Listen, thanks for coming in. First things first, I don't care what anyone wants. They want to hear you talking about rugby. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> rugby. I want to talk about metal because the one place I have seen you more than any other place is not on the rugby pitch. I've seen you at metal gigs. Yeah. So whether it's Slipknot or Metallica or whatever, yeah. people may not know that you you love the same music I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was always me and Andrew Porter. Yeah, Andrew as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, love it. Always into it. Yeah, yeah. Where did it come from? Because I mean, obviously there's always a genesis kind of story as to why somebody likes metal. What was yours? I don't know. Uh, just growing up, me and one of my best mates, Hugh, we just, were just really into it. Um, what was the first thing you got into? The first thing I got into was probably Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. same with me. Now, when I was younger, younger, I didn't really, I didn't really get into it until I was maybe fifteen, sixteen. Like right. when I was younger, twelve, thirteen. I, I really got into Queen, and I loved Queen. Yeah, first. It's a good kind of gateway drug to yeah, metal. Know, in fairness, yeah, 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 yeah it just yeah. kind of evolved over time to get. No, like I'm a fan of everything, but yeah. but but just like yourself, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, listen to everything, but then the metal holds a special then, place. Actually, sorry, and then the, my gateway into more heavier stuff was probably System of a Down. Yeah, System of a Down, or mm. hands down. Favorite band, ever. favorite band ever. Favorite right. band ever. Yeah, unbelievable. I was just praying that they that they ever come here. Like. I know because they're one of the few. I have a few bands on a list that I haven't seen, yeah. and System of Down is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Primus, who were going to come here, is another. Thrice, the kind of Southern California lads haven't right. seen them either, and I like they're they're touring, right. and I'm just I'm kind of hovering over the the, the buy <laughs> flights button and going, I need to go and see these lads. But yeah, System of a Down. If you don't know System of a Down, yeah. do yourself a favor and look up right, a right. lot of their amazing albums. I love them. I mean, people know Chop Suey, obviously, yeah, Toxicity, but like Ariel's like one of the best songs Ariel's ever. Unbelievable, yeah, 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 unbelievable. Are you going to Queens of the Stone Age? I may go to Queens of the Stone Age. I'm, yes. go, I'm going to Queens. Of the Stone okay, Age. well then we we'll see each other there. That's for definite. <laughs> I tend to hang out in metal gigs left, right, and centre. And thankfully, I've never been stuck behind him at a metal gig because that would not be good for anybody. Uh, you're in because you love hanging out with me, Devin. But apart from that, you're in because uh, Crack On is a campaign with poured beer and eggs. And they obviously went, I know a guy who plays rugby. He's <laughs> used to handling egg shaped balls. Let's have a chat to him. So, what's the, what's the egg connection? Well, egg chaser. Uh, yeah. Just doing a bit with poured beer uh, around National Egg Day. And. And uh, probably just getting the, the awareness of, 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 of the campaign, basically, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, as an athlete, like, you'll often hear athletes talking about their, their egg consumption. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's an obvious high-protein yeah. food that yeah. a lot of uh, rugby players, certainly, who need mm-hmm. to maintain ass size yeah. and grow, possibly, would eat, yeah? Absolutely. Um, over every rugby player's career, it's all about that, getting the protein in, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it was just so easy. Like, a couple of scrambled eggs or poached eggs in the morning. And, and even for dinner, I was doing, like, a steak and eggs and stuff like right. that. Right. Uh, eggs are a big part of our household anyway and part of any, anyone's household who needs high protein really. Yeah. And speaking of cooking, uh, it's something that you're really passionate about. One of yeah. the things I love watching on your Instagram yeah. because there's often a delicious pizza <laughs> being made in the outdoor <laughs> oven. Um, but you do, you really, and, and have you always loved cooking or did you grow into it? Uh, I've kind of grown into it a little bit. So like I come from a uh, pretty big foodie family. My mother was class and uh, my brother and sister are, are both class as well. Mm. My sister does, uh, actually started a company of, she does grazing tables Oh wow! Uh, wild, okay. Wildflower grazing. Gotta plug in, man. Wildflower grazing, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're a big foodie family. And then after meeting my wife, my wife Mary is huge into cooking as well. She did a she she did the Ballymenu cookery course, 
and she did kind of stages and kind of a couple of restaurants, kind of go down and she went around the, down the cake path. So she was okay. went down the cake baking path, and all baking that. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then it was kind of it's kind of evolved over time. Where whereas like if if you're in an environment that other people love it, you just kind of love it yourself. Yeah. Have yeah. you have you have a most impressive? Obviously, we've seen you on the restaurants. Right? <laughs> have you a most impressive? Uh, menu that you would serve or a meal you'd serve up on everyone and go oh wow do you know uh, you, you mentioned the, just the pizza like o- over lockdown I kind of got into the sourdough bread and I you loved, did lo- I, I yeah. love the sourdough bread and yeah. then kind of uh, and I sorry get, just to say that is so complex because it's like kombucha in the sense that you need to have like yeah you need your mother, mother. Which, and then you need to feed it at the right time and then you need to uh, <laughs> do the dough at the right involved. time and leave it for just a buy, a, buy a pan of Brennan's and away you go but no I get it I get it I get the process yeah uh, so you got really into that and then did that feed into the pizza and then, then? then it fed into the pizza so then coming up to retirement I had my my my, my eyes set on, on building myself an outdoor kind of kitchen area yeah so. So then I got the Gosney, the Gosney Dome, which is a really nice pizza oven. Um, and then I'll be good friends with uh, Reggie, Do- Reggie White, who does uh, Reggie does pizza on yeah. Instagram. So he's obviously the pizza guru in, yeah. in Ireland. So he, I got some tips and tricks off him and stuff. So and it's, it um, isn't the case of going to the supermarket and buying the uh, pre-prepared uh, pizza bases. You are you're doing the dough. You're doing everything. Yeah, 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 doing it from scratch, doing it from scratch. Mm. Um, and uh, like when it boils down to it, it's 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 actually when you get into it, it's not it's not too hard. Like it doesn't I'll, seem to be. You know, I have a no. pizza oven, and we'll often does like. <laughs> I don't do the dough that often, but the odd time yeah. that I have done it, it is very satisfying yeah. to do. It's simple to make. You can Absolutely. do, obviously, yeah. complex doughs, I would imagine, like yeah, yourself. Yeah. I certainly, I joined a, a pizza oven Facebook group when I got a pizza <laughs> oven. And in there, there's lads talking about hydration percentages. Yeah. And I'm like, lads, I, I'll probably just get the one in Duns and see what happens with it. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, but it is, you can get really yeah. into whatever you want. I love that about kind of modern living, that if you pick something yeah. that you're into, you can find so much about it. What I love is just the satisfaction of... Yeah, uh, it's something class coming out of the oven and, and, mm. and, and being able to put a smile on people's faces is class yeah which food definitely does you yeah. do that in your rugby career as well and obviously you mentioned you were retired so mm-hmm. how's the adjustment been I'm often interested in elite athletes and how they find the change going from the you know the, the, the change room environment mm-hmm. the team environment mm-hmm. to effectively being well you're alone now you know like how has that been yeah, um, like good and bad. I suppose how people adjust to it, I think it depends on their stage of the career. So yeah. I retired last June after 17 years doing it. At the same time, Dan Levy retired through injury at, at age 27. Yes, so we're different. Very, we're very yeah. much in different stages. And like when I when I came down to it, I was very much ready for it. So it hasn't really affected me that much. And it kind of helped as well that I had a, a job lined up mm. as well. So I, I'm, I'm in the financial planning world with Ask Paul or Paul, yeah. Paul Merriman. Um, so that I, I had that lined up for my last year going in. So I, so the transition for me was actually quite good. Where, where you do kind of struggle or where you, where it is hard is it's the environment that you miss. So yeah. like you're going into training with forty of your best mates every day having a crack to nothing. So yeah. you left the WhatsApp group. So you're, it, the, the onus is on you to to reach out to go for coffees to go. For, but and the, at that, it's a coffee for half an hour, and then you and then it's not the same as being out the there same. for hours and working to a goal. Absolutely, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm. it's a completely different environment, and it's one you get, we'll have to get used to. And I'm. I suppose the kids might be happy and Mary might be happy to have you around oh, a bit more. Yeah, yeah well, I think they are anyway. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, no, definitely. And look, we want to talk Irish rugby. We want to talk how we're doing in this World Cup and what faces us. We were always going to have to play a tough game. You know, if you want to win the World Cup, you have to face the best teams. Yeah. But when you look across the pools and you look across the draws and you see the Fijis and... You know, maybe even see the Englands, and you kind of go like, "Do we have to get the All Blacks at this point?" I mean, I 
no better lads, in fairness, than our current bunch. But I know. How, how do you think they're feeling? Um, I'm, I'd say they're feeling like the rest of the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, nervous excitement. Um, I think there's no better year to do it. I think we're, we're, we're playing unbelievably well. Um, if you, it's so unbelievably unfair when you see the draw and yeah. see our half versus the, versus, versus the other side. But on the other hand, if you want to win a World Cup, you've got to beat the best. Um, and if we ever have a good chance to do it, it's now. Yeah. You I know? mean, the, the team, the way they've performed, as you said, over the last you know year, 18 months, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be going in as world number one, mm-hmm. we've never gotten past the quarterfinal stage. <laughs> this is a test. It is always going to be a test. But, yeah. you know, if you do have ambitions, if you are the best team in the world, and let's face it, we are the best team. We, we beat the All Blacks mm-hmm. on an away tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've done everything in preparation I for know. this. I know. So now it boils down to eighty minutes. Absolutely, and like when it boils down to it, it's fifteen people on fifteen mm. people. They're they're uh, they bleed the same blood that we do. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everyone's human. Um, they have been kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Um, but which is such a strange thing to say about the All Blacks. But, but you yeah. but you're right though. But then when you see the obviously ninety six fourteen against a tier one nation in yeah. Italy, yeah. <laughs> like. And then, um, so it's obviously not going to be easy, but if there's any, if there's ever a chance we can do it, it's there. Mm. And let's project into the future, okay? Let's, because yeah. the lads aren't here to hear us, yeah, so yeah. we're not going to change their mentality. Yeah. But let's assume that we do yeah. get through this quarterfinal. Yeah. The momentum yeah. that that then gives us. I mean, Absolutely. we're unbeaten in so many games Absolutely. for so long, but to, we can take the All Blacks in the quarterfinal of a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, momentum is huge in rugby in general. Mm. Mm. Even in, in the game, do you mean the momentum can swing either way at, at any stage? And you can just see, like, if, if a team gets on top of somebody, just the momentum brings you, like, do you mean? Yeah. So it's, it's the same with games and the same with tournaments and so well. Um, so it's uh, if, if we do manage to get by the quarterfinal, it's all, it's all, all go like. Yeah, I think the point <laughs> was made after the first half of the Scotland game that Ireland with stood the Scottish onslaught after the first one first minute try mm. that we for, for 10 or 12 minutes withstood I don't know what it was 20 phases of pressure mm. and that was the momentum the game was effectively won then okay obviously yeah. it got to 31 nil, and then it came back a little bit yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking about from looking at it not from playing it <laughs> but but I, I can understand what you, what you mean in the sense that if you score that early try withstand that pressure and it's 7-0 mm. you go lads all we have to do now yeah. is momentum and take us through. When you say it's momentum; it's also confidence. So, yeah. like, if you see from that twenty phase defensive, like, if when you get that confidence in your in your defense, when they throw everything at you and they can't get in, then you're in the back of your head, you're like, okay, we got it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's all about that confidence. Yeah. But when it comes to the All Blacks, it's uh, one of the things that they are so unbelievably good at is um, capitalizing on the on the on the other mistakes. Yes. So you got to minimize any mistake. You got to go back to basics and focus on your catch pass. Mm. Focus on rooks can can give them anything. Like so, it's it's all about not letting them capitalize on your mistakes. Yeah, because God knows, as you said, they will. Just very quickly, I've always wanted to ask a forward this question: yeah. those defensive tackles that you put in when. They're throwing the ball to their biggest, strongest, lowest center of gravity player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're facing that. Like, those impacts, they just seem ri- like, ri- like rugby is a very physical sport. We all know it. But they particularly seem ridiculous. When you're getting back up for the second phase and the third phase, yeah. like, are you really hurting as much as we think you are? Um, you're not really hurting... In the middle of it, okay. you know what I mean, and okay. I came, now 
often, sometimes you might get a, you get, might get a hit in your shoulder and, and you get what you, what's called a stinger. Okay. Whereas all your arm goes a bit numb and then right. about 10 seconds later, it kind of gets back to life and, right, right, and right. you're ready to go again. Um, but uh, yeah, you're, you, it doesn't really hurt as you're doing it. You hurt because the, of the, the adrenaline, exactly. because of the effort and the, the requirement to help your team. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah. if the ball gets kicked into touch and you have time then to take a breath, I presume you start feeling it then. Absolutely. One of the things that Aaron obviously has been working on the last 10 years maybe as mm. well, uh, defensively, if you look, it's it's called your, your, your two-man tackles. So okay. if, if, they, if, if they're if throwing the ball to one of their biggest players, you'll see two two players. Two players tackle. Tackle, So yeah. it kind of negate or, or, or lessens the impact a bit. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it does. I'm not sure I would, uh, <laughs> I'd throw myself in that situation. Uh, before you go, a quick fire round of questions for you. Oh. What would Devon Toner like to be definitively known as the best in the world at? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy, Dan. I'm not going to give you easy questions. Uh, I'll say the easy one. The line out. Line out. Yeah. So, like, literally, if somebody... Like, in the same way where you say, you know, dribbling, everyone goes Messi, scoring goals, you go Ronaldo, line out, Devon Toner. I know that's what I was picked for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm six foot ten. I wasn't the most... I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't mm. the strongest. But I knew I could deliver a good ball. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was picked. And so, like, that's... That Why not be the best? That was my game. Yeah, yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Famous person on my phone? Oh. It doesn't have to be outside rugby, but I love if it was. I don't have one outside rugby. <laughs> okay, who would you It's pick? Johnny Zex. Johnny, yeah, fairness. <laughs> <laughs> um, what national school did you go to? Primary school? I went to um, Moynalvi National School. Moynalvi, right. So Moynalvi. think back there when you're six, seven years old, first class maybe, yeah. Susbjog, little break, Devon Toner opens his lunchbox. What was inside? What was inside it? Um... I had some rich tea biscuits with Nutella on it. Oh. Um, I had a ham sandwich. And what else do I have? That's as far as I can remember. Yeah. And at that age, actually, interestingly, were you bigger at six and seven? Yes. Or did you grow in your teens? Or? Yes, 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 yes. You so were. I, 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 have a, I have an older brother, Dara, who's a year and a half older than yeah. me. And I kind of overtook him when I was around six. What and did then, he end up being height wise? Well, he's six six now. <laughs> See, I mean, imagine being six six and being the small one in the family. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? Who would I like? Uh, Happy me with my wife Mary. Yeah, yeah, she's class at at at, at situations like that. She, right. She's a very good. She's a very good focused headner. Excellent, and yeah. obviously you'd be able to bat a few of them away. So and a good, a good if, team, if, I'd if say. It was, if it wasn't Mary, it'd be Andrew Porter. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably <laughs> so. And the final question I ask everybody, because I don't, is do you wash your legs in the shower? No. No. They're too far down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't be reaching down there, in fairness. Uh, Devin Donner, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Have an absolutely brilliant day and best of luck. Hopefully over the weekend, you'll be there in France celebrating the victory. Thanks very much, Dave. Appreciate it. Cheers. Dave Moore on Today FM Podcast.